0: this is Market Explainer, America's number one business news podcast. What we do every week on this show, we break down four important business news stories. Today, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the top four companies to invest in in the metaverse space. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about Samsung expanding into Austin. We're going to talk about General Electric and Johnson & Johnson breaking up. (laughs) <laughs> and then we're going to talk about getting arrested for renting a car before we do any of that I want to tell you about our sponsor for the first segment which is our very own Patreon starting on episode 51 our full length video episodes will only be available on Patreon mm-hmm. patreon.com slash market explainer and explainer.com. yep go to both of those places you can get more information about our other sponsors and uh the as i said the full length video episode the clips will still be coming out on our channel and the audio will still be coming out in full full uh market explainer uh Mm -hmm. and market explainer to go will still have our clips um so this first story you ready to jump in big man
1: I am. Uh, we're going get, to get into that territory where Danny doesn't always know what he's talking about, so that's always fun for me.
0: That's not true, and that's why you're not even a full co-host of this show. You're the junior vice assistant <laughs> traveling secretary of the co-host. Um, <laughs> yes,
1: so I sent you a story from yes. Jim Cramer that yep. is according to Jim Cramer which we all know Jim Cramer right and mad He's money the and,
0: and
1: yeah and I'm not a huge fan to be honest with you Neither I've never I'm been a big fan of not only how he does his business but even his picks and and how he goes about them again my personal opinion not market market explainer but not a big fan but what I, I because I think I find him too safe I, th- I like risk. I, when risk is intelligent, risk, yeah. I think there's uh, where to me, so, and this is a great example of that. The story the was, hand, go ahead.
0: On the other hand, I prefer stupid risk. And I've currently <laughs> got the farm on a lot of things. Danny and, does uh,
1: enjoy stupid risk, and we have this conversation all the time, but he's going to yeah. do what he's going to do.
0: That's correct, because I'm betting and, on myself. And uh, the stupid risk? Always has worked, but right now the stupid (laughs) risk is really, really down.
1: (laughs) Well, so, back to the story. So, I sent him an article that came out last week that was Jim Cramer, because obviously everybody's talking about, since Facebook went meta, they're talking about the metaverse and the billions of dollars that Facebook is putting into it. So, it's become this hot topic for everybody to talk about. Um, And Jim Cramer came out with what he considers the four best companies or best ways to invest in what will become the metaverse. I do not, and I, uh, I sent it to Danny with the idea of let's talk about these four things and whether we agree or disagree with them and how it actually has to do with the metaverse. And and again, I think this is another example of Jim Kramer not understanding something and making a blanket above board
0: yeah play. So these picks are so blue chip and so safe. I as an investor and I am an I'm an investor in a lot of different sectors um here's the one thing i'm always looking for asymmetric returns i'm trying to not get a people are like i'm going to get eight percent return if i put my money into this very safe i don't care about that show me 50 percent returns on a coin named after dog it's an invisible line of code <laughs> floating in space and it has the picture of a dog on it and it's worth a bajillion dollars give me that i don't want right. of this metaverse not, i mean none of this safe stuff Show me a pink sheet stock where I have to pay a small fortune to just buy it all from my. Broker. You're looking
1: for the home runs and and every stuff like that.
0: Every time, every time, that's what I'm looking for.
1: But there's a balance, right? There's a balance. You can be look Warren Buffett invests in high risk stuff throughout his career, he just balances it out with blue chip type stuff, right? So he's like, all right, I'm going to spend 10% over here, but I'm going to put 90% over here. And that 10% may outdo this 90% if it hits, if it whatever. So it's it's about, so let's go through these. Of course, his number one pick is Meta. What Facebook parent company became, which yep. again is a very safe play. We know that they're investing billions of dollars now, to try and come up with its uh, metaverse.
0: I am going to take the opposing position and say this is not a safe play. I have thought the Facebook stock now Meta was stupid from the very beginning and made absolutely no sense when Facebook went public at at a fifty two billion dollar value. The business broke even blowing through a billion dollars a year. And I don't ever think it's going to, but I mean, it's different now, but I don't think the stock is ever going to be, I don't get it. But for people who invest in stocks, it's not about growing their wealth. It's about maintaining their wealth. And this could be a good way to do it. That's I think all. it's
1: both. That's- I mean, if look, this is a safe bet if Facebook is able to do what it thinks it's able to do. And they have the money to invest in building almost anything. The downside, though, is they're going about it in a – the metaverse, if it truly is Web 3.0, right, Is is – the thought process is is one of the things that's made the internet great. Is it's almost like it's uh, what they call it open source, right? Me, its ability to grow unmitigatingly.
0: Face Facebook's metaverse is the boomer metaverse. It's for boomers, and these right. are not the boomers are not the people who are going to be plugging their consciousness into the into the internet. Okay, so it's an investment. Or boomers who will never use the product. So well, there's an I argument
1: to be made that they're not even sure. They're, they're actually, I've read several articles over this holiday week that they're they they're not even sure that the young folks will will plug into this metaverse. That there's a whole argument of the rejection of Web 3.0, whether it's uh, necessary step from it, the younger generation.
0: So the younger generation is currently buying up every. Um, Uh, panel and conversion van and retired U-Haul van to turn it into a tiny house so they can go live in nature. (laughs) But that's
1: my point. If they're not, you see what I'm saying? So I think Facebook is a a safe bet if it accomplishes what everybody thinks it's going to accomplish just because of the sheer dollars they had to throw at it. Right.
0: And if that was correct, that thinking was correct, they have the money blockbuster wouldn't be like go ask a 21 year old what is blockbuster they don't that pay. is
1: a valid point and, and which is why i'm not buying Redbox.
0: yeah i'm not
1: buying meta because again i think the return on your investment even if it does accomplish it isn't 10 times you know what i mean it's not 20 times it's not 30 times
0: it is the safe play for boomers now the next one is and there is one of out of these 4 that i actually do like um the next one is roblox
1: Roblox. And if you have kids or young adults, you probably are familiar with the company Roblox. Um, If you
0: you have a young adult in your home that plays Roblox, um, they won't be leaving. So you should make this investment. You have money to continue to buy them Cheetah.
1: Roblox successfully did two things that, again, Meta's never going to do. They, one, already have an existing structure of an economy right of so ways to monetize ads and games and things like this they've successfully created that and two their entire platform is open source you and i can go make a brand new roblox game put it out there for everybody to find and use and and do the different things and create our own economic system within that game for absolutely free you, you and I could literally go learn their stuff. So Roblox already has a system in place. They already have an audience. And the idea is as technology rolls down, that it easily plugs into the Roblox universe.
0: Right, and that they probably have, having built this uh, open source system, can take the, the metaverse and take the game out of it. Just have the universe and whatever. Well,
1: they've they already have, they've already designed, and again, having your own audience that that literally plays within their virtual world they've already created. It's just not through a you know what I mean three dimensional lens. They could easily carry over their existing platform. Right. If the Oculus, for example, if if we come, if the Oculus was there and it's not yet right? It's, it's not yet, right? The Oculus and 3D glasses. If they were there, you could already plug it into the Roblox universe, and it would function, because it's a 3D environment already.
0: Right, and, and, the, and so the, the third one is NVIDIA. Now, this one I like for a lot of different reasons, and one of the reasons that I like it is we're really in a, we're in a moment where we're understanding how important, and we're going to talk about this next, Mm-hmm. Um, how important semiconductors or microchips are to our, <laughs> our future economy, and they are a semiconductor manufacturer. That's why I like it as an investment. Um, but again, do I think it's an investment that's going to deliver asymmetric returns? No. Well,
1: it's it's a hardware play, right? It's a hardware play and, on and what is, is needed to create what you're, well, you're we're eventually going to have. That,
0: and for whatever reason, the marketplace does not value hardware the same way it does software. And it's a little interesting to me that hardware mm-hmm. doesn't get the same kind of attention because it's like, hey, you need this, you need this like hardware, but I think part of it is the the capital intensity it takes, capital intensive business. Right? You have to actually make this stuff where software right. is some nerd in his great grandmother's basement is just going tappity tap 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 tappity tap tap launches a new Roblox server and it's the asymmetrical it's asymmetrical for the people who own the business. The stock moves a little slower. Um but I out of all these four I like NVIDIA the most. I think they are gonna matter more in the future.
1: See, I wanna agree with you and I really do. However, the problem with hardware In itself, the reason it doesn't get the same fanfare right as as whatever is there's more risk involved in hardware in that the technology changes so quickly and when you're creating something like a microchip by the time you put it into mass production it's already behind the technology that is currently so there's a lot of and how many of these chips am i going to make knowing that they're not going to be right the highest technology in demand and we we have this in when we talk about video graphics cards and why they become in demand so high and then go low when mass production and then high. And and they ride this roller coaster because everybody out there guessing on the, we should make this number of this graphics card and this one and that one. They're all guessing, right? Because the way demand ebbs and flows. So when you talk about hardware in computers and electronics and the way things function, there's so much of that is that is controlled by demand. Right. And and I'm guessing on supply.
0: And, right. And if you make a bad piece of hardware like Samsung did however many years ago with their note that the oopsie
1: exploded. Sure. Exactly.
0: It's not the same as putting out a bad piece of software. No. Because I put out a bad piece of software. I drop an OTA and over the year update. And then it's stalled. Drop a bad piece of hardware and your batteries are going pop, pop, pop on the airplane. Different.
1: Yeah, you create 5 million bad chips and all of a sudden you're recalling a half a million cars, or, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I think there's inherently more risk, and the technology changes so quickly, and there's so much demand on them getting the numbers right, as far as supply and demand. I think that's why, which is why there's not a whole bunch of chip manufacturers out there. There's right. not a whole bunch of people making that hardware, whether it's servers, whether you know what I mean, whatever that may be, but I do enjoy, I do like the hardware play You are not going to get the metaverse that everybody wants, or even moving forward, the cars everybody wants, everything, without your hardware companies keeping up. So I I do like that.
0: That's why I think out of these four, and the fourth one would be Unity, video game development. um, I don't know anything about Unity, but you're a big nerd, so tell us about Unity.
1: Well, so Unity. Most people know if you know Unity, and most people won't, which is probably why it's my favorite of the four places. Because if you don't know about it, it's probably a great investment. If people don't know about it, your average person, it's probably a great investment, because they're they're basically a gaming software. Like Epic's is a gaming software, or Steam, if you know that. Unity is a gaming availability software where they take other people's games and make them available to people through one open source their
0: their distribution
1: right their distribution network but they also do um a lot of uh 3d rendering stuff which is how they were originally created so they're already doing the 3d rendering they've they've worked with car manufacturers i sent you an article about how they were using um uh not unity specifically but a company like them was partnering with an electric company a car company and you sent it back saying that you would never drive one of these because they use the 3d mapping technology
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so yeah lidar and uh, unity is already doing that here's why i like it is because if because of their technology that they currently own in the 3D software space, right. if they are able to leverage that in a partnership that gets them to, because really, what all, we don't know what's going to eventually take off. Think, right. think, think. Uh, what was it? Uh, HD, VHS versus, right. or Blu-ray versus DVD, right. or all these technology, HDMI versus the five cables, aux cables, wherever those were. We don't know which technology is going to be right. the one that takes hold that becomes the standard right. the facebook like facebook became right the right. standard of social media is what it became well,
0: before before there's blu-ray there was another competitor i think it was hd i think
1: yeah i think it blu-ray. was hd it but blu-ray won out why right uh, hdmi versus the other ones the other five cables were actually superior product but hdmi won out for whatever reason, it was one cable versus five, right? Whatever. Uh, the point though is is we don't always know which technology is going to be the one that becomes the standard. and right. that's what all of these companies are trying to become. So if unity, here's my p- point though, to Danny's point, he's been making the entire this entire article, is it unity has the largest upside if it is, becomes the standard or becomes one of these standards, It has the largest upside.
0: Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking up the stock right now to see. What does it trade at was my question.
1: Uh, I didn't put that in the story right here. What it's currently trading at. Um, 180 bucks. Okay, but okay. So compare that to uh, Meta or anything like that, where right. it's still a small company. The reason it's uh, it, the reason it's that high, it hasn't split. I don't think at all right. in its history. So right. it's prime for a split to create more float to get more investors, right, and that kind right. of stuff. Um, so I mean, you're looking at a. Um, an index, some of the stuff that I put out there, or that I not put out there, but was read this week, is you're talking about if it becomes one of the standards, the estimation is, on the light side, a 40 times ratio.
0: Oh, okay. That could be a... that could be a,
1: that could Versus be a- what you're talking about meta, according, again, to these estimates, yeah, yeah, right? Again, to these estimates, if it accomplishes what it thinks it's accomplished, you're talking about 1.2 times. One point two times versus a forty times opportunity.
0: Yeah, no. So that is more of the more along the lines of the asymmetric investment that I was talking about earlier, um, which is what I'm looking for to invest. Um, and that's because the reason I say that is because I'm a gambler mm-hmm. at heart. Um, I know I right. spent a lot of time in casinos gambling, but at heart, I love. And here's the thing: it gives me so much anxiety. Kind of anxiety, right? <laughs> um, at least that's what I tell myself. But whenever I look up that's my, my portfolio, when it's down $6,000 in the last week, it go down more and I could keep living with my parents. Um, <laughs> nonetheless,
1: but look, these are four—definitely four—that obviously are in the run for the metaverse. Yes. However, again, I think they're all ultimately safe-ish bets, which is what Jim Cramer right. does. Um, I don't think there's—I think there are a billion other ways. I've sent you two or three articles in the last week about land ownership in the metaverse, uh-huh. um, and so those are much more obviously. Um, uh, look, look, look. Let me close riskier,
0: this <laughs> story, riskier but bets.
1: But there are other. There's a billion ways to invest in this me, metaverse. Let me
0: just close this segment story by saying that. As a, a, a the more I've spent time investing, the more I've realized, it, it's good to buy things that I believe in and things that I like. But it's also good to try and forecast trends and go, hey, you know, make that little switch in my brain and go, if I was a stupid person, what I do, right? Because there was people who made money on Beanie Babies or making money on NFT and who are making mm-hmm. money flipping virtual land. Right. right. And you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, that's real money. Right. Well, real Yeah. Money, I don't have to believe in anything to go, well, if it's green, if it turns a profit, I don't care. I have a friend who thinks carbon credits are stupid. Huge investor in carbon credits. Because other people believe and other people are buying into
1: it. Right. Here, and again, I and we'll close out this story, but that's, I want if you had the time and energy, and this is something that seems interesting to you, I would encourage you, much on the Gary V thing, uh, four or five months ago, about learning about NFTs, learning about blockchain. If these are things that interest you, go out and research what, web 3.0 is supposed to be metaverse um nft blockchain these all go hand in hand in the future
0: there's a lot of good free information out there if someone wants you to sign up for a course so you can learn their strategy
1: Oh, Bob. Yeah, don't. I wouldn't waste money on it. But again, time and effort, the information, everything you need to know how to create an NFT, nope. everything that you want to learn about Web 3.0 and the metaverse. And all, this is all free information that's out there. Just go find it, locate it. It's unbelievably easy to create an NFT. There is an expense. It, the cost of creating those things have gone through the roof because of how they're done. However, learning these things could be a great skill to have and side hustle money-making ability moving forward with a little effort on the learning part on your side. That's all I'm saying. Correct.
0: Correct. We're going to move on to the next segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor acre gold. Um, acre gold is a timeless, thoughtful and long-term investment is the money of Kings. My friend, um, it's physical like what we just talked about it's real you can hold it you can chew it don't do that you can start <laughs> investing in gold today by setting up an account with acre gold by clicking our link down in the description down below and what you'll do is you'll make a small monthly payment every month and you'll accumulate enough money in your account they're gonna do some wild people gonna send you gold the address that you give them mm-hmm. and two and a half grams of gold is a great place to start or Um, a great place for a seasoned investor to grow their gold portfolio. That's Acre Gold. You can get our link down in the description down below. Let's talk about Samsung. It is building (laughs) a a seventeen million chip manufacturing plant in the great Republic of Texas. (laughs) I don't ever ever say state because Republic. One day, my people, fellow Texans and I, he will be free. And I won't get into that now, but because he knows happen. it's
1: not true. But anyway, Exit
0: yes, twenty twenty four, baby. Here's uh, what I d- out. they're building it out in east, uh, east of Austin, in a city called Taylor. But yep. Here's the problem I have with that: when I moved to Austin in 2014, I could have bought up all of Taylor, Texas, for eighteen dollars. <laughs> okay. I
1: I don't know about $18, but yes, you could have definitely bought up Taylor, Texas, you know, by a lot. Here's what I didn't know. This is actually because that price tag, $17 billion, right? Right. Um, That investment makes it the largest direct foreign investment in Texas ever.
0: Really? In the history.
1: Like that $17 billion price tag. It doesn't 100%. matter. No, it, 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 they didn't. They didn't spend that much money. So, uh, for a little place hey, like turn Taylor, little
0: trucks that you can drive. With.
1: Well, here's the here's the deal. Um, Taylor is in, in the central Texas area. They might as well have just said Austin, right, in these news articles, because they keep saying Taylor and nobody knows where Taylor is. Taylor could be up north, to the east, to the west. It, nobody knows if you don't live in Texas, right?
0: there's Tyler, Texas. That's good.
1: That's Yeah, that's East Texas. That's Northeast Texas. But in Taylor, they might as well just said moving to the Central Texas Austin area. Because what this does for Taylor is make it the Austin area. Because it's a blip on a map. It's one of those no red light towns... Right, that are that is northeast of Austin, right? But they wanted it much like Hutto used to be, which is east of Austin. They wanted it to be a town, so they paid a, the city of Taylor and Williamson County paid a crap ton of money for there to be a loop that goes around thirty five.
0: Sorry, hold on one second. Taylor is in Wilco. Yes. I had no idea that is so far east. What the crap,
1: dude? I live in Williamson County, so Williamson yeah. County, and, and again that surprises most people. But so I, I used to live in Williamson
0: County, yeah.
1: Absolutely, he did. So Williamson County actually is putting up. Here's here's the deal they made to get Samsung here. Samsung is investing seventeen billion dollars, and not only have they they've agreed to at least. Once it's done, which is estimated yeah. in 2024, to hire at least 2, people, oh, it was 2,000 people, at least 2,000 jobs, right, yeah. with a minimum pay rate. So they made Samsung buy. It's, now, they don't publicly release that, but they their average pay for that 2,000-plus employees has to be above a certain range. They wanted it to make it upper middle class so that they could turn around for taxation because they're right. essentially cutting their tax bill by 90%. For, I think it is 10 years. So they promised Samsung a 90% on local tax tax cut locally. 92
0: and a half points.
1: For 10 years, right? So by making that job market upper middle class, they're going to get that taxation back from them, right?
0: And, and, And if I may just interject my personal political views here, when, and you know, I'm not... You know, I have my views. I don't believe there should be a government, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. When people say we want pro jobs, small government, those people who say that clap when deals like this get made, but it's a multi billion dollar foreign corporation. Mm -hmm. Jim Bob, Jim Bob from Taylor can't go open a factory at an eighth, a tenth of scale because of the onerous regulations. Taxes and regulations on him to open a factory that's going to hire 20 people. Right. If Jim Bob can't open the factory, don't tell me about Samsung opening a factory and hiring 2,000 people. I don't care about that as much. I'm I'm less interested in that Mm -hmm. than I am. Jim Bob saying, I've figured out how to make a better duck call or whatever. Right. You know, uh, and I figured out how to trap deer better or we're going to figure out how to hunt wild, whatever it is, I don't know why I'm on a hunting thing. Mm-hmm. If he can't go open a small factory that, that hires 20 or 30 people and, you know, pays for the, and those 30 or 40 people pay their mortgages, get, buy their groceries, buy trucks, what have you, that's less because then the market is not conducive to that guy building a business, so he doesn't. But it's, it's really easy to say, we have this wonderful, beautiful economy yeah, it's easy if you're samsung and you're a multi billion dollar multi-prong conglomerate from south korea. So much easier.
1: Well, it's there's got to be look, every every government in the world, every state in the united states is faced with this balance. There's about 50% of our economy that is small to medium businesses, right? right. So you have to Cultivate that so your Bob Billy Jim Bob can make his duck call and hire those right. 30 people because that is literally 50% of businesses 50% in America, economy, any state, yeah. right? But then you right. also have to have these big deals like right. this because it makes up the other 50%, right? So here's so, what
0: I'm saying. If, if uh, Billy Jim Bob goes to the city of Taylor and says, can you give me a 92% property tax break for the next 10 years? They're not even. They're going they're to get not gonna arrested because he he's on a watch list now. Here, he's
1: here a domestic,
0: here, here, You know what? Here's
1: you what makes suggest- it. Here's what makes it even worse. And this is where people get really hardcore against big business and billionaires. Not only are they giving them a ninety three percent tax break, inside the contract, they also guarantee that Williamson County will spend at least one hundred and twenty three million dollars on the surrounding area. Right. housing, roads, commercial developments. So Samsung got them to give them a 90 90% tax break for 10 years and got them to agree to spend at least $123 million providing the surrounding infrastructure to support that $17 billion investment.
0: Which, to me, again, and this is... And I didn't want to turn this into a political thing. This is a great thing. I this I'm is. i so... I'm, I am so pro this for a lot of different reasons but I just want to interject and this is not and again I'm a I'm a narco-capitalist. I'm not a lefty right right I just want to raise a little bit of awareness to the issue that this is my and the people who will say this is great it's only happening because Texas is a great country and again I use the word country correctly um, and there and to those people I just want to say, hey, your dumb cousin can't open a factory in this country. We cannot bring man, and I want local manufacturing in my nation, the Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. I want more manu. We can't have more manufacturing here plus Jim Bob and your idiot cousin Dave can open micro factories. And here's the other thing, 2021 micro manufacturing much. Like superbly easier than it ever was, way greener than it ever was, because of things like 3D printers and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it's 50 percent of the economy, and it could be 80, 90 percent of the economy.
1: Well, but right? look, this ties in though. That look, just like Dell being here, and Dell's been here forever in Austin. Correct. There are businesses that are created and have been created over the 30 years Dell's has been here in, in supporting Dell. There are companies that will be created by Joe Bob and everybody else that will support We're Samsung, Samsung right. because from local... So, so this is a good thing for both. I don't get as hardcore about it as Danny does because I think there is a little bit of balance that goes on. There's always yeah. opportunity to be had. I think yeah. we do not do a very good job. To me, it's more about... L- there's always opportunity in my mind where Danny gets yeah. this opportunity thing. To me, it's about educating. I think we do a horrible job about educating people how to take advantage of those yeah. opportunities sure, that present themselves. That,
0: well, I agree with you on that. I, I don't. I, I think it's both things, though. Um, listen, of course, my views are considered outside of the norm. They're not the views of Market Explainer, but we can't. There's no point in having a podcast. Where I don't talk about my feelings Because what else is the point
1: Well no um, I think it ties in You, I think you're exactly right I think it ties in without uh, Again politically speaking right. Danny isn't a an narco capitalist and, and, uh, But your views on business And this is a business news podcast Your right. views Everybody's individual views on business Directly affects a lot of different parts Of your personality Whether it's politics right. Or whether it's your personalized right. feelings Or whatever Those yeah. they, they all tie in together And there are people that we go, hey, there's a Samsung's now going to build the $17 billion plant. And and Taylor, they're both kinds here in Austin that some of them are going to roll their eyes and go, oh, great. Another, you know what I mean? Uh, Another company coming in here and and getting tax breaks and whatever, yada, yada. And
0: those those same people were the people who uh, scoffed when Toyota attempted to open their truck factory. Right in in what is now the Mueller part of Texas or part of Austin, sorry, mm-hmm. the Mueller neighborhood. Um and I can't help but think it wouldn't be like Mueller would be a um, not as hipstery place as it is now, but it would be a place that you know had a little more blue collar. Here's the other thing like you want an, a diverse economy where it's blue collar and there's a lot of opportunity for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I begrudge is for 20 plus years, the manufacturing sector where the average average guy goes to get a job was hollowed out. And it's great that a little little town like Taylor, Texas, mm-hmm. now is going to have that. Um, and it's going to be 2000 jobs. So it's all positive. right? I'm being solely optimistic. It's all positive. And all I should I should have positioned what I said as, hey, here's. Here's where we need to work on, right? Because a Samsung coming to get a ninety-two percent tax break. Just throw this out there. If Jim Bob says I'm going to open a factory with 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 twenty workers, let's give him a hundred percent off on his taxes. Ten years. Let's just give him a hundred percent off on his taxes for ten years.
1: Never going to happen because. Danny, the reason he's that's throwing that out there, Danny doesn't believe in taxation. That's part of, of what makes him an anarcho-capitalist, is yes. he believes taxation is theft. And I only bring that's that great. up because that's why Danny is so freely with his give everybody a tax cut kind of thing, is yeah. because he believes that. Here's what I want everybody to get from this story and a couple of I, others out I there. I
0: have a problem that Samsung got, and my problem is that not everybody else is getting it.
1: Right. right? No I want, want people to, to pay. I want people to think about two things here. One, this means opportunity in Taylor and around Taylor, all of Central Texas. Along with Tesla coming, along with the, these are all great things that mean there's a lot of opportunity in Central Texas for the next decade. Right? So I want you more to take more. that away from more this. More. The second thing that I want you to take from this story and about the same time the story came out that, um, and again this is going to rub some people, Bill Gates and, and his foundation is building the first new nuclear plant in an old coal mining plant on the east coast, the old uh, coal mining city. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we so talked his about idea that. is to to educate what is coal, what used to be coal miners in this dying city. To now work in this new nuclear plant in you know, the way it's supposed to be.
0: And let me just say this much. I don't, whatever the guy, I don't, I have nothing to, I'm not even going to say his name. Um, I'll just call him Windows CE, but the <laughs> Windows CE, as much as I don't care for him, uh, I think what that, that particular thing is good.
1: Like, well but but Samsung going to Taylor, that one going to a coal mining city. We are starting to do a little better from a business standpoint, a big business standpoint going, yes. how can I put my business, my big business in a place that's going to give me discounts, that's going to give me whatever and mm-hmm. I can create a workforce out of that and bring workforce over or whatever and in places that it mutually beneficial. Right, that it doesn't seem all completely one sided. Right. It seems like, okay, wait a minute, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Both both from a marketing standpoint, a management standpoint, a money standpoint.
0: Right. No, I agree. There's there's only upside here, right? And um I think this is awesome. And my only regret, my only the only reason this bums me out, like I said at the top of the story was. When I moved out to Austin and uh, put the boots on and became a (laughs) Texan, I could have bought, like I said, all of Taylor for $18. Right. Because when I I moved there and I looked at places to buy and I wanted to buy a place and I was being encouraged by my family, I had the money set up, they said, you should buy something. I was like, man, I could just go out here. That was at that time looking at the rate of growth in Austin. Yeah. This is before Tesla. This is before... Samsung has has been in Austin for a long time. Uh, it's just now that they're expanding to this manufacturing sector. They had another office in already, somewhere in Round Rock. Right? I, I mm-hmm. don't remember. Um, but the one thing that Big Man pointed out, and for our local Austinites, I I, I do want to stress is here's going to be huge opportunity to mm-hmm. support Samsung's efforts. And you could build a million or $2 million business on the back of supporting Samsung, uh, not break a sweat, right? Yep. I bet you they're going to, I bet, I'm just throwing this out there. They're going to contract with some company to pick people up in round rock or Cedar park and drive them out to the factory in Taylor. Uh, and it's they're probably going to be doing that because, they're not going to have enough workers that live in Taylor that are gonna be able to communicate.
1: Uh, well, no, Taylor can't support it the way Taylor is. That's part of why they got Williamson County to agree to spend $120 million developing the surrounding – because Taylor Taylor is, like Georgetown, the average person, yes. average age of person in Taylor is much older, right, yeah. that kind of thing. So they're going to have to bring and create a workforce. That's all going to come from Central Texas, Austin, Cedar yes. Park, Leander, Georgetown, Pflugerville, uh, right?
0: even San
1: Antonio. Right. So, so,
0: yeah, you go out there and you develop and I'm just suggesting I'm throwing this out there by, you know, Mm -hmm. you could go out there and just say, yeah, I'm a van operator. I have 15, I have 10, 15 passenger vans. I got I got drivers and we're ready to run a 24 hour, you know, because let's just say this is more of an automated factory. It's going to be running 24 hours a day, whatever. You could probably build a one or two million dollar business doing just that.
1: Right. Well, and if you own land around Taylor, you know well, you. I yeah. talked to a lady this week, hundred and seventy-five acres uh, within a w- within about five miles from where this is going to groundbreak. Right, that she's, she wanna that sell
0: it to me. I'll buy it.
1: Old older lady and husband that have lived there forever, that have shared crops, right, rotation, corn, potatoes, stuff like that, right, for forever, right. right. That that last week. Uh, you know, land was okay, right? Fifteen, ten, fifteen thousand dollars an acre. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, that that now will probably, if she holds on to it until a little closer, right? Once they break ground and all this kind of stuff, it could be fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like hitting the lottery for her if she if yeah. she can just you know what I mean if she's smart with it. So, I
0: have a friend yeah. who whose family had bought a bunch of acreage out in Plano, Texas, the '90s. They didn't sell it until Toyota moved their HQ to Plano. Toyota.
1: And look what that did for Plano. Yeah, I know. as an entirety. And I will also say this also fixes this not fixes entirely, but ultimately will help the problem where these people believe that we are dependent on other countries because of yeah. things like chip manufacturing. This and, is a they're flat out saying that the this facility will develop what we consider the future of processors not outdated garbage it's it's supposed to be smartphones 5g data center high performance computing artificial intelligence
0: yes and i i wholeheartedly agree that that even if it's a south korean company um bringing that a foreign company bringing manufacturing to our country is good i don't think the Mm -hmm. toyota factories uh, in the united states in indiana and in texas were bad um Mazda, Honda, Subaru, all of these companies, have men- Mercedes, BMW, Volkswagen. Well, Volkswagen is, is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and also in Mexico. But I'm just saying, they brought manufacturing here. That's great.
1: That's well, great. it ultimately is good, right? If you Again, Americans want that safety net when it comes to business, right, of being able to do things. This is how you do it. All right, I think we beat that horse about as much as we can beat it.
0: That's correct. We are going to move on to our next segment. But before that, I want to tell you about Big Man Gear. Big Man Gear is this guy's idea of a funny merch brand. You can go to bigmangear.com. It is printed and shipped by Amazon Prime. Jeff Bezos himself sneezes on everything. <laughs> you can go to bigmangear.com today and get a shirt. There's some funny stuff up there, folks. Big Man rarely gets me to laugh or chuckle so some, some of them. Good, thank Next you. Story. Um, just throwing this out there, it's a fact, it's undeniable at this point. The American conglomerate is dead. Na, 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 na. No,
1: it's story. not. This is again a Danny ism.
0: Yeah, so G- GE General Electric mm-hmm. is splitting into three separate companies. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, before, before Big Man goes on a big, this is a Danny saying, tell you what, I <laughs> think uh, Forbes. Uh, Forbes or Fortune I want to say it was one of those but our YouTube video a little after we put this in our show notes but our show got delayed because of the holiday mm-hmm. um one of the experts in quotes that they brought in to talk about it said exactly what I said before I wrote after I wrote the headline that it said that the that the iconic congl- American conglomerate is over. Now I have, I think that this does I don't think this means that vertical vertical integration is dead. I think that vertical integration is still is economically prudent. I just think when you have a company like GE that makes refrigerators and jet engines, I don't think <laughs> that they work, I don't think that that makes sense at the same time. You
1: know? Well, look, and Danny is right. And, I do have a tendency to have a different company. I have a different in thought process this is actually about GE split in the same week Johnson Johnson said it was splitting yes. right so uh, when Danny says a conglomerate is dead uh, it's not uh, the everything in business ebbs and flows that's just the way it is so the conglomerate's not dead uh, malls are not dead they ebb they are and flow. So dead. They ebb and so they they will, they will literally they look they could all be uh, Amazon fulfillment centers tomorrow that makes them not dead it's the ebb and flow of business nothing stays the same in this case you've got GE a company that when it can GE has been around for a hundred and something years folks okay it's been around a long long, long time this big Yeah, exactly. So I was around his creation to help, you know, cut that original, you know, ribbon. Anyway, so like 1890, something, 1892, right? So over 100 years. And it really didn't hit its stride, which is crazy to say, until 80 years into that, right? The late 70s and 80s, GE became what we consider a household name, meaning they made everything from toasters, they had banks, they had everything and anything. They made uh, uh, parts, uh for parts for nasa
0: right jack welch's era jack welch is kind of the ceo that kind of made it into what it what we think of ge banks the um the the stupid uh you know they have an insurance company and right. uh here's the other thing i just want to point out okay people have suggested hey i don't know That GE, that that part of this breakup, that that splitting into three separate, I think these are all going to be publicly traded companies. Yes. Has a little something to do with the fact that GE has engaged in aggressive, perhaps, Enron-style accounting, question mark? Okay, so... And that that I I think that, I I don't want to be misquoting here, but Pershing Square's uh, guy, I always forget his name, Bill Ackman, actually, so boring to listen to but if you listen to the content it would be very interesting but as a human being is boring uh has mm. been has been saying this since like 1003 or something like hey their accounting doesn't make any sense
1: well okay there's uh, you shouldn't mention enron and ge in the same token there's different things right so Part of diversification, when you're a single company, and look, this happens in small business every day, right? Meaning that I'm a small business or I own two or three small businesses and one of them's doing really well and the other two aren't doing great. I shuffle some money around to make sure that these get supported and that one makes a little less money. That happens in small business every day. Conglomerates, as you say, have been doing this for decades as well. I have That's a very... Uh, Yeah, exactly. The diversification, right? I have a product that does really well. It can cover for the cost of some other products that don't. Now, that was the thinking in the 70s and 80s and 90s as GE and Johnson & Johnson and all these other people that did a bunch of different things. That was their idea, was I'm going to be able to easily If a product doesn't survive or a recall or whatever, I can compensate for that very easily. What they've learned, however, is that also increases their ability. In GE's case, they had a bank, right, financial institution that was highly leveraged into what became the subprime market in the 2008, 2009, 2010 market, right? So, And you have a company that is tied in with everything that... Unfortunately, just goes right completely belly up. By the
0: way, right, right. So, um, and and that hey in the in the eighties and nineties, um, freaking Ford owned unbelievable amounts of different com- like car companies. Well, they exactly. Jaguar, Land Rover, the freaking Aston. is as a car guy, it's extremely hilarious to see people with these little older, like eight nineties, early two thousands Aston Martins. And realize that they have two Taurus engines uh, pushed together to make it V12. I asked the well, barn, it's like you got two Ford Taurus engines.
1: They were making up names of manufacturing lines, right? They, they were making up names that were the same thing, just had a different name on it, right? So that they could brand it differently and whatever. But again, they thought it was this diversification. It was literally the decade of diversification to get your toes into all these things because they believed at the time and this is what I'm saying about ebbs and flows about business. Because mm-hmm. business like science, it should as new information comes in, you should change how you think. It might change your business model, right? And the idea idea at the time was diversification was good having your toes in a lot of different things mitigated loss what we found out is while that's a great low level thinking that in big business it increases your liability exponentially right, right. so in johnson and johnson's case which is a little weird, and I bring this up. Johnson and Johnson is splitting it into different companies as well. Um, right. Johnson and Johnson hit its own snag uh, with one of its most popular items in history being its baby powder. There was a a, a, a unfortunate. Uh, there was something in their baby power that was causing problems. Um, it's gotten sued at a class action lawsuit, which, for whatever reason, perfectly legal, Johnson & Johnson was able to create a third-party shell company that now has all of that bankruptcy liability uh, attached to it from its its lawsuit. And that lawsuit is currently in Chapter 11. So, not oh, oh, they <laughs> do that. Can I do that?
0: Can I so- shift my liability from my... For- my- my profitable entity into a non- newly existing, like newly manufactured. I mean, that's great. That's and legal.
1: That is apparently legal, legal and it is done. So
0: I'm going to be doing that all the time.
1: I mean, it was only tied to, you know, ovarian cancer and different kinds of cancers, stuff like that. But Oopsie Johnson & Johnson no longer has the liability of that and is splitting into these new companies.
0: So, so I remember something to sorry to interrupt you, but I'm more important ahead. than you are. Um, Sure. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of when uh, General, when General Motors went bankrupt back in the during the crash of two thousand eight, during the Great Financial Crisis, and I I remember that someone brought a lawsuit, and the General Motors came back in in court They got they sided with General Motors. Well, it was
1: sued by shareholders like me. I was a shareholder in the original GM, and then when GM came out the other side as a brand new company. As all new General GM, Motors. owning all of what GM owns, all of the manufacturing plants, with the same employees, the same everything, didn't even have the, the to, to come out the other side as a new company name, just yes. GM. And all of the liabilities of the old company go into bankruptcy. They right. essentially did the Johnson Johnson thing, and yeah. the shareholders like me got $0 for their shares.
0: Yeah. That was hilarious to me that General Motors said, no, 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 that's old GM. We're new GM. You got a problem with your airbags? Good luck, pal. That's old GM. We don't got. We don't care.
1: Well, so they're they're splitting up. Look, Meta, Facebook did this a couple of weeks ago, right? Where Facebook now is a a subsidiary of Meta, and so and so. All of these companies follow suit in this way because in this case, like one of GE's. Uh, one of GE's companies is going to be GE Power, which is going to house their renewable energy research and development and all these different kinds of things. If for whatever reason that company just falls apart, then it just falls apart. It will have no bearing on the other legs of what ultimately will be the GE universe.
0: GE and Johnson & Johnson as blocks of cheese. And you've cut the cheese... in different sections. You put some of it in the fridge and you leave some out for the guests. Now, if the cheese you left out for the guests gets moldy, fine. For three other bucks. But this makes a lot of sense, especially in the context of Thanksgiving, um, cutting up the cheese. But anyways, um, I I just think that this one thing is that going forward, being lean, being flexible um, and being hyper-focused Are things Mm -hmm. that enterprise is going to be more focused on, or is going to be leading towards? Because this, we're a massive corporation with huge middle management. They can't be. Mm -hmm. And you're well. It allows
1: them to be very good at what they're doing individually, not instead of trying to be good at all, right? Like everything. So, so manage what you're good at and go from there and and be good at just that. I think you're gonna see a lot of this, but ultimately, ultimately, I don't think anything changes. Meta still controls Facebook, and the way that Meta is going to control Facebook and Instagram right. and anything else that it owns, in right. this GE is still going to run things like GE. This is all paperwork. This is why I say the conglomerate's not dead. Is the people that are involved in high level at GE are still going to be involved at a high level at GE? Mark Zuckerberg or Zuckerstat, as like Danny likes to call him, right? Because he doesn't like to call any of these billionaires by their actual Mark names. You mean, uh, exactly, mean um, is still going to be involved in anything that he wants to be involved in, just like Bezos at Amazon and everything else. These high-level people are going to be just as involved in any of these companies as they want to be, regardless of how it's structured. It's all paperwork right. and liability. That's all it is.
0: And it, yeah, and when he says paperwork, what he, what he should say more accurately, it's all about shifting liabilities into silos, where it's hard to... Now, I remember um situation where a friend had an issue with a car with a car shop that messed up his car like legit two other mechanics said no no, no they screwed up your car now you can't mm-hmm. really good and he went to go sue them and they said well huh, technically we're incorporated in a different state, so you gotta cross lines in this other state sue us mm-hmm. and it's and it's that it's that approach and of course listen i learned that lesson I'm incorporated across several different states and other countries. <laughs> Why well, would I be incorporated in the United States? Come sue me in Panama if you got a problem. Well,
1: they, look, all of these companies, look, it, we talked about liabilities, and you talked, you said this earlier. All of these companies are going to end up being their own publicly traded companies, right? GE Power, GE Digital, two, right? Two whatever. new
0: companies, companies will become five.
1: Right. So, what they're doing is they're taking all of their liability, and we talked about this on certain companies, what we talked about going, uh, you know, IPO or SPAC or whatever. You have to be very careful in investing. Are you buying someone else's losses? I think, in this case, it's why it's become very popular, in my opinion, for some of these big conglomerates to split up, is why take just one person's money when you can take three people's money with three different companies, and I can take all of the liability for G or Johnson & Johnson or whatever and spread it out into these companies and you're buying their liability into these and they're, and they're just raising more funds They now they've got three times the opportunity in this case to raise money
0: instead in the, three different ways instead of the BS being 10 inches high or 10 inches deep and an inch wide it's going to be 10 inches wide and an inch deep that's exactly. all they're doing
1: they're they're just spreading their ability to make money
0: it's what i would do i don't blame them for doing this no i I was in their situation i would also do this to the the shareholder in today's
1: world of how people are shoving money into the markets and i had one company and i could fill out paperwork to take my one company and make it three why wouldn't i
0: you'd be stupid if you didn't yeah. All right, we're going to move on to this last story, but before we do that, I want to tell you at work. I want to tell you about workathomestuff.com. Mm-hmm. I created this website, Work at Home Stuff, because more and more of you will never go back to your office. You're going to be Nor working should at you. home. Nor should you. <laughs> You're going to be starting a side hustle. You're going to need a desk. You're going to need a chair. Which chair and desks to buy? Work at Home Stuff answers that question. Workathomestuff.com. Now, this next story, uh, if you're coming off the um, Thanksgiving holiday and you weren't arrested when you rented a car, you're lucky. (laughs) Is it 165?
1: Danny's so negative.
0: Renters of Hertz vehicles are now in a clash action lawsuit. They went to jail, some of them did, because they got accused of stealing cars (laughs) from a rental car company.
1: Well, okay, so I, my question always is, and Mike gets on to me because I always, you know, devil's advocate, try to see from every angle, you know, how just many the of these devil. people, how many, yeah, just the devil, how many of these people are actually have a point? Because again, a, and I've said this before on this podcast, my brother-in-law was a manager for Enterprise for a lot of years, and he would tell me these horror stories of, because I would think I, as a normal person, I rent a car, I take it back. I know that if I don't take it back, I'm going to keep getting charged. I'm going to what they're going to ultimately find whatever. Cause to me, that's logical. However, he would tell me over and over about these horror stories about how people would rent cars and just not bring them back.
0: So I worked at a logistics center or one of the bit majors. And it's actually one company that owns three separate brands. And at any given time, 10% 10% of our fleet was missing or unaccounted for was the phrase that they would use. And one time they called up and I worked in the logistics uh division of the business. They said, uh, okay, we tracked down 15 of the cars. It turns out somebody worked for one of the other rental companies, uh, realized that there was just cars with keys in them that were not well tracked. And they all pull into the exact same bay at the air. Mm-hmm. here and there would take a car off the lot go and park it in the cell phone lot and have one of his buddies drive it to his house and I think 10 or 15 cars parked on his lawn from various rental car companies he was just renting them out for 10 or 15 bucks a week buddies in the neighborhood and uh, another time they called us up and said hey here's a car that had been missing for quite some time police returned it to the location that was on the rental agreement mm-hmm. you need to go pick it up because had a 45-inch TV in the back. It also it was a literal rolling crime scene and At some point the police were like, "Hey, actually we need to look at this so don't clean it up." And I yeah. drove that. I got inside and I drove that.
1: <laughs> so, inventory management, inventory management is obviously a big big thing when so, you're talking about millions and millions of cars, right? Yeah,
0: and so for Hertz right now, another reason you're seeing Hertz in the news is because it bought it made an order to buy a bunch of Teslas. So, <laughs> um, uh, you know, they're just Hertz is just coming out of bankruptcy last year. They went bankrupt because they were just over levered and all this other stuff. We had talked about that in episode. Now, here's this unfortunate situation where, when you really do the math, think of thousands of people trying to rent cars, mm-hmm.
1: 165
0: people got pulled over, and some of them were arrested and jailed. And yes, some of them lost their job. And yes, some of them
1: had
0: guns pointed at them. But is it really that
1: big a deal? Well, so here's here's what I found surprising in this article that there apparently hurts policy, and maybe hopefully this pushes them to change the policy. Is that um, they, if they report you. To the police, which is what you do when someone... Because if you don't... If you're supposed to bring the car back on Tuesday and you don't... That's considered theft of an auto vehicle, right? They report that to the police. The part that I thought was really jacked up is Hertz' policy is once they turn that over to the local police... If I call you on Wednesday and you've already reported it to the police, and I say, hey, right. I, I had the car for an extra day, I'm sorry I worked overnight, or whatever, here's my credit card, let me pay for it, or whatever, right? right. They don't turn around and call the police up and say, hey, they called us right. and fixed it. They just don't. They let the police work it out.
0: Yeah, so I this happened to someone I know. They came into town, they rented a van. The van had the license plate from a different state for a different vehicle. And this... this uh, um and it was and it was expired. the tabs were expired on the on the plate this my my friend got pulled over. Bob said, not only are these you know he, and he shows them the rental agreement he goes, all right I said, here's the problem. I'm gonna cut you loose, but now you've crossed the lines with a vehicle with the wrong plates and all this other stuff mm-hmm. he calls up the rental car company they're like, yeah, we'll figure something out. he's like, yeah, but the problem is I drive driving <laughs> this thing you're
1: so driving you know, it.
0: You're driving it. And ultimately, the rental car company kept dragging their legs, and finally, they came and towed the vehicle. And then they tried to charge him for it.
1: That's crazy. See, that's... uh, uh, But again, that's their default policies. And uh, Now, all of this is insane. Whether this goes anywhere, I doubt. Hertz probably just pays them whatever low amount of money they actually want. Because there's probably two people out of the 165 that actually had had a legit. legit, legit, The rest of them are just complaining because they kept a car. Yeah. Um. And a lawyer is calling up everybody all day long, going, "Hey, did somebody do something bad to you?" Uh, my favorite part of this entire story was I came across an article that was talking about this, and Danny had mentioned just a little bit ago that you know Hertz went into with Tesla to buy. Yeah. I don't remember how many thousands of Teslas it was. I, don't I think, think it, was it was like
0: thousands. I think it was four hundred.
1: Okay, whatever. The point was was it was a big deal. It was a national news article that yeah. a rental car company was buying electric vehicles, right, to rent out to the general public, right, or whatever. But my favorite was this conspiracy theory. If you go to a bo- bottom of a bunch of articles, you get to where a comment section on some and some websites have them some don't but you get into a comment section and i like to read through comments because i'm a redditor and some of the most fun things are in the comments um also
0: an insane person
1: your average everyday person's thought process on business just mesmerizes me and one of them was this wonderful conspiracy theory that says that oh, this hundred and six is
0: there's a hundred thousand Tesla.
1: Okay, so 100,000 Teslas they're buying or whatever. So this person says that this 165 people is all fugazi, that it's all just smoke and mirrors. It's actually Big Oil and General Motors trying to sabotage Hertz buying electric vehicles from
0: Tesla. Let me tell you something. I love it. That's it. That's what's happening. Let me tell you something. That is the official story I'm going with from here on <laughs> out. Right? It was big oil.
1: It, it's supplies, big oil. It's General supplies, Motors and big oil.
0: Who supplies the electricity uh, for the cars that get plugged into the network? They that's supply right. The electricity. They went after and General Motors, who is fastly becoming the largest player in electric cars. Right. It was them. That's my official that's that's
1: it man that's that's it it's big oil man it all comes back to big oil and this 165 person class action lawsuit trying to take down hertz for that contract
0: 165 people in a class action is not as big as you think it is it's actually pretty small
1: it's really small i don't i don't know what the minimum number is it's probably around 100 you know what i mean for it's just it's small
0: i'm I, I have won. I have been in two or three class actions that have won. There was hundreds of thousands of us in one, and then there's several thousand in the other. I Think I got fifty bucks all around.
1: <laughs> well, if you have a TikTok account, you were just involved in one, and you ended up with like seventy cents per person in that class action lawsuit. So that's awesome. You, you should have definitely got an email if you're on TikTok, which Danny's not. Market uh-huh. explainer is, but if you did, you know, you got like seventy cents, you know, with your class action lawsuit. So there you go.
0: Well, does that that conclude our show? Should I get to the tip of the week?
1: That does conclude our show. What is your tip of the week?
0: My tip of the week that if Karl Marx was alive today, he would run and operate an extremely mediocre flat earth YouTube channel. My tip of the week.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know how we're going to do this anymore, but uh, we'll see you next time, folks. You
0: don't have a choice. You're locked in. We're married. (laughs) He said it.
1: He said
0: it. uh, Good luck, people. See you in episode 50.